Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Two seconds, one second. Jordan Poole from backcourt. Good if it goes. Bank it in! He banked it in at the buzzer! Clarkson with a weird little tap of the ball. Now drives, beats his man. Layup good, and he's fouled again! Jordan did it again! Jordan Clarkson, who truly was having one of the worst evenings we've seen out of him in his time with the Utah Jazz, has caught fire, is flame-throwing in the fourth quarter, and has brought the Jazz back to even with the Warriors and has a chance to give him the lead. Curry gets the pick from Draymond, splits traffic, steps into a three, it's up and no good, rebound deflected away, Looney hustles it down, back up to Draymond, 15 seconds left, Curry for three right side, got it, nailed it, timeout Utah. Clarkson gets at the top. 12 seconds left, drives hard with his left hand, down the middle of the lane, to the rack, no whistle, This is the shot, timeout Warriors. And the Utah Jazz fall to the Warriors, 119-116, down 18. Jordan Clarkson with 41 points, brings them back, but PK, they couldn't get the defensive rebound they needed, they couldn't get a bucket on their last three possessions. So they fall, and the mulligan is gone, and it is on with the Suns again in the race for the one seed. Uh, well, that's for today. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen tonight. So <laughs> I wouldn't make those definitive statements that the mulligan is gone. They could literally lose the rest of their games and still get the number one seed. We don't they, know what's going to happen there. They could be handed another mulligan tonight, no doubt about it. So, Well, you can't say it's gone. Well, that mulligan is gone. There could be a second mulligan. <laughs> that mulligan is gone. Okay, stand by your. That's what I admire about you. Thank man. You. You, draw, you draw a line, and uh, you're just going to stay with it, even if it's not true. Good for you. But uh, yeah, they had a lot of issues there that bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> list one or seven of them. <laughs> well, you know, Clarkson was amazing there for a stretch, but earlier he sucked. I mean, so we can just ignore that if we want. And then on the. You say on the, on the last three possessions, and this is my job to be the critical one, I get that, but uh, the, the first of the three possessions, the, he just dribbled the ball over by Quinn Snyder. I thought he was talking to him. That, that was no shot. That was no offensive set whatsoever. I didn't think that the third to the last, the one you're talking about, I thought yeah. that was a pure heat check shot. I thought the one before that was a pure heat check shot, but it went in. So he took another one. Ah, if I'm that hot. Uh, yeah, but in that situation, it required that. So I was fine with that. And, but in the the third to last possession, you have the ball with, with a two-point lead. You don't yep. need a heat check. You need a good offensive set to get a good shot. The one before, the fourth one then, you didn't have the lead. Yeah, but it was, it was a one-point game. I didn't think he needed a heat check then. I mean, if they'd run, you know, a pick-and-roll and then reversed into another pick-and-roll and gotten a layup, that would have been a great possession. Well, then the law of numbers would dictate that your second heat, sheet, heat check isn't going to go in. Agreed. Run an offensive set. Don't just stand yeah. there and dribble the ball and chuck something up at the end of the shot clock. I thought, and then, yeah, I thought the law of numbers indicated that the one that went in wasn't going to go in. I thought they're bu- – anyway, he was feeling – anyway, go ahead. But I didn't have any problem with the uh, driving layup on the second to last one. 
You had a that that was a good opportunity there. Didn't go in. Looked like you got fouled. They didn't call it. That's part of the game. Uh, I had no problem with that. But I'm nitpicking on that one. I mean, this, you, you live with Jordan. You die with Jordan, and you, you yep. live for a moment there. And then also, under no circumstance would I left Steph Curry because it was obvious he was going to shoot a three. He was had no interest in shooting a two. It was win or lose right then. So when that ball was loose, I wouldn't have let, whoever was guarding him. I would have not left him, even if the ball was one foot from me and I had my back turned to the ball. I wouldn't have left Steph Curry. Now he still could have gotten a three for sure, but I would have overplayed him to make sure that he took a two. It was clear that that's what he was going to do. He was going to shoot as many threes as he had the opportunity to shoot them. And in that situation, he's probably going to make one. And he made one of two. All right, we got more time to get into this game and all the stuff that went right and went wrong and how it slipped away. We'll do that coming up. We've got uh, Alec, Andy Bailey, NBA analyst for Bleach Report. We'll talk with him about it coming up at 9 o'clock. But we'll get to it in our next segment as well. Jazz and Blazers tomorrow night. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Simons leaps to grab the rebound. Brings it up and finds Lillard. Another deep three. Yes! Damian Lillard again! This time from 37 feet! DeRozan top lane spinning. Leans in, steps through off the glass. Shot is good for DeMar DeRozan. Timeout, Mike Budenholzer. Now right lane, Gallinari with his back to Hutchison. Edges in the paint. Turns, shoots. That's in and out. Thought about going down. Now Russell Westbrook does have his 10th rebound. So Russell Westbrook has done it. The unbreakable record has been broken. He now has the most career triple doubles in NBA history. 182. That was definitely history. That was history, PK. Oh, yeah. They're five games under 500. There it is. that wouldn't be broken. It was a record. What does it mean? Five games under 500, holding on to the 10th spot. Holding on to the 10th spot in the East. Trying to get into the playing game. So, win, baby. Wizards lost to the Hawks in that game. Trey Young went for 36, 125-124. The Hawks continue rolling after their coaching change. Looks like they're set up for a uh, first-round series with the Knicks. Probably the Heat are trying to get in there. It's a wild battle for 4, 5, and 6. The games in the West that you care more about, the Blazers trying desperately to stay out of that play-in series. They are sixth in the West. They beat the Rockets 140 to 129. The Blazers, four straight wins, PK. I think it's seven out of nine now. They are playing well here. They are a half game behind the Mavericks, who are fifth, and a game and a half in front of the seventh-place Lakers. That's interesting that you say desperately trying to stay out of that playoff. Why? Uh, You get seven and you play the Jazz or the Suns versus six, play the Clippers? I don't understand why you would be desperately trying to get out of something that may be to your advantage. Don't want to play the Warriors in a one-game situation and then find yourself losing and in a one-game situation just to be eight? Want the time off? I guess to your point, maybe you do feel better about, you know, the Suns and the Clippers. But it seems like you're messing around, you know, playing with fire and all that stuff. I mean, we're supposed to think that this playoff stuff, playing stuff, really means something because 
that's what the, the, the fans of the NBA media are feeding us. But if you're really that sure of your, your good, I would think you'd rather play the Clip, I'd rather play the Suns or the Jazz versus the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are supposed to be all that. Spurs beat the Bucks 146-125. Patty Mills, Rudy Gay coming off the bench with big nights. And they get the win. And the Bucks defend somebody, stop somebody, anybody. 146 points. That's, that's an outrageous total. Yeah, I don't really care about the Bucks. They do nothing for me. But I think that's a positive sign for the Jazz because the Suns play the Spurs in the final two games of the season. Yep. So if the Spurs are still playing for something, they're going to go all out. So, uh, I mean, they had, uh, what, uh, six guys, five guys, six guys in double figures, seven. something like that? They had seven, seven. guys. Four yeah. starters and three guys off the bench. And, and Pirtle, uh just uh, missed it by one point, and I think he missed two assists for that elusive triple-double, which has set a record for most triple-doubles by an Austrian center uh, who plays in Texas and who went to the University of Utah for two years. I mean, it's an unbeatable record, but he he almost had it. (laughs) He he almost had that record, man. (laughs) He was unique, but PK was making him very unique. If that's possible, if you want to break all those words down. Yeah, I guess the question with the Spurs is, will they be playing for something in those last two games? Because they are now two and a half games in front of the Pelicans and two games behind the Grizzlies. So, we'll see how much they put into it when they get there. Celtics' Jalen Brown done for the season. Torn ligament in his left wrist. He needs surgery. Shooting just a shade under 25 points, or scoring just a shade under 25 points per game. Shooting almost 49%. That is a big loss for the Celtics, who've had a weird season. Seems like it should have been better. Never really got going there. Seventh in the East, two games over 500, and Jalen Brown is obviously a huge loss for them. Yeah. LeBron James expected to return tonight, Lakers and Knicks. So this is his second comeback with the ankle, and we'll see if he can actually make that happen. Knicks have been sitting in L.A. They beat the Clippers on the weekend. They've been in a... uh, Pretty good run of form here. 13-3 and three in their last 16 games. So, see what they do with the Lakers tonight. NBA veteran referee Tony Brown worked the NBA Finals last year. His first Finals, he's been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Been undergoing treatment since his diagnosis last month. Referee an All-Star game. Referee an NBA Finals. Uh, 19th season as an NBA official and for the game, Quinn Snyder starting with a, uh, a shout-out to Tony Brown there uh, in his pregame media availability. So. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. They didn't handle it very well, I don't think. And this is the second time the Packers have gone through this. They did, they went through it with Brett, too, when they, when they drafted Aaron. With a franchise quarterback and a guy as good as Aaron, you don't treat all the players the same. I can't imagine a relationship between the coach or management or whoever's making the decisions and a star quarterback like that getting to this point. I just can't imagine it. I wouldn't allow it. It wouldn't happen. That's Mike Holmgren, the former Packers coach, former Seahawks coach as well, talking about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and how did this thing get so sideways. 
And in addition to that saga, the Jacksonville Jaguars are expected to sign Tim Tebow to a one-year deal as a tight end. Tebow is 33, hasn't played in the NFL since 2012, expected to sign a deal in the near future. So we'll see. No guaranteed money in that. See if he can play tight end. This was an idea years ago, and it's finally getting a shot now because his college coach, Urban Meyer, is running the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they need players. So... Anywhere you can find him. Maybe they can find him in the SEC Network broadcast booth. In the Mets minor league organization. No, not anymore, but... Indianapolis Colts signed former number one overall picker Eric Fisher to a one-year deal worth $9.4 million. Torn, torn Achilles in the AFC Championship game. Chiefs let him go. Colts are going to give him a shot. Coming back from Achilles on a one-year deal for $9.4 million, PK. That seems like a, a quick turnaround. Maybe he can pull that off, but that seems awfully quick. Best of luck to him. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Fly ball deep right field, and it is hooking off the post. And Tyler Naquin has himself a three-run home run. How about that? I guess when he's throwing the pitch, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter to Jared Walsh as he has just deposited a solo home run over the right field fence. Manta plies pitch. No sign of a bunt. And Wenson launches one to left center field. Long run for Heath going back. It's up there. It's out there. It's gone. Game's over. Bees win. Harrison Wenson with his first triple-A extra base hits. And it's a game-winning two-run homer. How about that? That's a lot of how about that's in the highlights right there, PK. How, how about, about that? that? How about that? About yeah, that. okay. There's a race to that one. The Bees get their first run. They had a big lead. They blew it, gave up six in the ninth, one in the tenth, and then got the two-run homer to win it 10-9. So dramatic comeback for them. They're 1-4 now. Series finale tonight, Smith's Ballpark. First pitch at 630. You can get your tickets at slbs.com or listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. Major leagues, the Reds, seventh time already. They've been in double figures. 14 to 1 win over the Pirates, scoring runs in bunches. Surprised the Reds are this prolific. Still a 500 team, but a prolific offense. <laughs> prolific. Well, I mean, that's the reason why they call them the second coming of the big red machine. Nobody calls them that. I just did. The Giants, two games up in the National League West after a 3-1 win over the Rangers. Pitchers duel there, and Mauricio Dubon dumped a single into left there in the seventh inning, drove in a couple runs, and the Giants win 3-1 over the Rangers. Your Angels down the Astros 5-4. Jared Walsh, four hits, a homer, and a 5-4 victory. Is Jared Walsh the next big thing, or? The guy on a hot streak. Uh, pretty impressive, man. Four for four, uh, hitting 347. I, I think it was like a 29th round draft choice. And it's part of the reason why they let Pujols go is because they got to get Walsh in that lineup at first base, and Otani's the DH. So there wasn't really room for Pujols at the end or at the Anaheim. And so, yeah, so far, this kid has been quite a player. We're a month plus into the season now. 
Diamondbacks beat the Marlins. Luke Weaver blanking Miami into the seventh inning to lead Arizona to the victory. Diamondbacks three games under 500, sitting in fourth place in the West right now. Luke! It's a great name to chant. He's the other one that they got for Goldschmidt, so he needs to come through. I told you to watch out for this Carson Kelly as a catcher, and he's doing very, very well. And Weaver, they got three pieces, but those were the two main ones. And He's been up and down, really hasn't had any level of consistency yet in the big leagues. Boston Red Sox have the best record in the major leagues, but they got beat by the Orioles 4-1. Trey Mancini homered. Boston, though, still 22 and 14, eight games over 500, playing over 600 balls, so that's awfully good. Jacob DeGrom on the injured list, ongoing issues with tightness in the right side of his body. His latissimus dorsi muscle. It's dorsi. We already told you. Dorsi, come on. Dorsi, dorsi. Think of dorsi high down in LA. I don't know what to tell you. It's spelled different, (laughs) though. So that's really a lame excuse. All right, What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Alex Brink, Washington State radio football analyst. Our spring football tour continues. Washington State, one of those five Pac-12 teams playing BYU. They're on the youth schedule also. One of the five teams playing BYU. And, of course, the Pac-12 can't go 2-3 and three against BYU, right? Are they not playing Utah State or is that Washington? It's Utah State, I believe, that they're playing. Needs to cross over there. Okay. He's coming up at 8 o'clock. Andy Bailey, 9 o'clock. When we come back, the question of the day. Stay with us. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotting and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network. Time now for hot takes of toast. Brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. At Jerry Signer Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. Question of the morning Are you happy with the comeback or mad at the loss? A bizarro, extraordinary game. Wouldn't be surprised if some of you actually turned it off 18 points with about eight minutes to go in the game. But. The Jazz rallied and retook the lead. So happy with the comeback or mad at the loss? PK, I think both things can be true. A lot of people are probably going to tell us both. But if you got to go more one than the other, then it's got to be mad at the loss. I agree. Thanks for coming to the show, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Is everybody on board with that? I don't know. Steve says happy with the comeback. Very respectful in my eyes. Through my eyes. Is that where we're at, though? This team is fighting for respectability? No. Scott, it was fun. I turned it off. 
but I did come back for the rally. It was on the third game in four nights, and they looked tired. Would have liked a foul call down the stretch, but oh well. I hope they get the next three. Me too. Tony, mad at the loss. I know these guys are running on fumes at this point, but the intensity was non-existent in the third quarter. Spacing was an issue. Forrest can't shoot, so when he's in, the defender collapses, messes up the spacing. Let's get this week over and get Conley and Mitchell ready. Well, this week will get over. I promise you that will happen. Will Conley and Mitchell be ready? I don't know that. Yep. What are we, 13 games for Mitchell and eight games for Conley? It's been a long run here. Yeah. So, and obviously the eight games that Conley's been out, Mitchell's also been out, so they've played eight games without those guys. Uh, 13 without Mitchell. Conley played, uh, I guess he must have played five games then. They were saying last night this is Conley's eighth game. I didn't count it up. I take their word for it because they're almost always, if not always, dead on when they put out stats like that. They do their homework. So all the people who are involved in the broadcast, so I 100% believe them. So it is a little bit of a stretch here. And so, yeah, I want them back too. I mean, everybody wants them back. Bogdanovich scoring all those points. He said, I want them back as soon as possible. I think that was a literal quote. is uh, something along those lines. If not literal, then paraphrasing the exact meaning of what he said. So that's something that is there, too. But, you know, the Warriors now play the Suns tonight, so uh, we'll see if they can continue their little run there that that they're on. They've they've been on a decent run with this team and, and Curry leading the way with his sensational shooting that he has. You know, he's he's so very dynamic. But the game was there to be had. And, yeah, it was a stunning comeback, and that's great. Uh, It's frustrating that they couldn't close the deal there. It was there for the taking at the end, but couldn't score on the last three possessions and couldn't get an offensive rebound, or, excuse me, a defensive rebound when they really need it, and that gave Steph Curry a second shot. So I think that is the, uh, the overwhelming thing. I mean, the final score is usually, I think, the overwhelming thing. So... JC was awesome, Dave says, except for that brick at the end. At the third possession uh, at the end of the game, the third to last one, really bothered me because it seemed like they were content to just have him dribble, 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 and jack it up. And then earlier, if I want to nitpick a little bit, when he gets stuck down below, try to get it back out rather than see if you can just do some awkward leaner uh, off balance shot Uh, probably not going to go in you know I've got no problem with him shooting his shots but sometimes he drives and he gets stuck and so I'll just shoot an off balance and I'd like to see him make a quicker decision to get the ball back out and maybe somebody else has a better shot obviously the shot clock's winding down too Uh, those are split second decisions but I think they can they can get better at that, and, and Quinn Snyder is talking about the season to use to get better, using film work on that. And so, and there's really nothing that happened in that game that I didn't think was correctable, and they can't improve upon. So that's good. But it could be a a devastating loss, and I can't say they use their mulligan because if Phoenix loses tonight then they lost their mulligan that they had available on Monday, but now they got one again on Tuesday. 
And we're just going to have to wait till we get to Sunday to see uh, where everybody stands on that. Uh, so I don't know that they need to win any more games. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Back don't into know. it, huh? Everybody collapses down the stretch. It well, I, but, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm not going to make definitive statements. They've used their mulligan, and I know you two like to use that, but you're both wrong for using it because you don't know that. And uh, I don't know what Phoenix is going to do. I don't know that the Jazz need to win all three of their games. I I, I, I don't know that. So I probably won't know it until Sunday. More people weighing in on this. Uh... And the Jazz, should they have uh, – are you, are you happy with the comeback or mad at the loss? Should they have pulled this game out? Jason says it's frustrating when it comes down to critical plays down the stretch, and there were so many second-chance points for the Warriors. Great comeback. If the Jazz fall to the second seed, then I'll be mad at this loss. He's delaying judgment. Putting it on hold. Well – if they fall to the second seed, that means there's more losses to come. So what loss are you going to be mad at versus this loss versus that loss? All of them. He's cataloging them. But he singled out this one. Right. And you would think that if they lose to Oklahoma City, you would be madder at that loss because Oklahoma City has barely beaten anybody the last couple months. Yeah. Or the Minnesota ones. I mean, where does it end on that? Yeah, I go with what you just said, all of them. If it comes down to a single a single game or you're tied in the standings, which would be a single game because Phoenix has the tiebreaker on that one. So, But I think that you did give Phoenix a little bit of a new lease on life, if you can say that. And that's probably too strong. But it did give them a, maybe a little bit of a jolt if they needed it that uh, it's more realistic this morning than it was this time yesterday, that you still have an opportunity to finish with the number one seed. We'll see what they do, if they can capitalize, and they can put the pressure on. But uh, from the Jazz perspective, they need the Warriors to repeat what they did. And, you know, Curry is very capable of repeating, because he only went 3 of 13 from 3, and 11 of 25, so it's not like... He had a great statistical shooting night percentage-wise, but I'm not sure if a Bazemore can score 19 and Poole can score 20. Those are the things that bother you, is those guys doing that. Is, is, uh, is Poole going to throw something in from half court again? I mean, it turned out to be a three-point game, and you know if he doesn't make it, then everything's different, and who knows how people react and all that. But you know, when you're looking at stuff that can be replicated – Banking something, oh, yeah, but you don't know court. that he needs that to to do that. We're going to give him a half court shot to win or lose the game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that he's. They would need that. Stick around, coming up. I mean, Pulled Clarkson had court. a great shot. But Bogdanovich had a four point play. So there's um, a lot of stuff that you wonder if it yeah. can be replicated. Yeah. I don't really get into that. The in thing Curry can replicate. Plays. The thing Curry can replicate is getting to the line. And the 12 free throws is a lot of free throws to shoot, and he got them, and he made 11 of them, and that's a big deal. Because the yeah. other stuff is just kind of, you're right, it's the volume he's going to get, and he's going to get 36 points on 25 shots. But to get to 36, I don't know that he needs 12 free throws attempts. No, because to your point, he was 3 of 13, and who's to say he doesn't go out and, you know, go 8 for 11 from 3 in the next game? 
He very well is capable of doing that. Obviously, he's a prolific offensive player on that. So we'll just have to see what happens. But I'm not so concerned about what Phoenix does as opposed to what the Jazz do. You know, I always viewed tomorrow's game against Portland as being difficult, uh, irregardless of what happened last night. Portland's Portland's an extremely dangerous team. Uh, in any given game, uh, they're dangerous. Even even the Warriors, you know. And I put the fa- question up on Facebook too. Actually, they got way more response. You know, right now there's that's, a decent chance that you play the Warriors that's our in the next, first round. That's our next segment. Easy does it, PK. I don't know that that's <laughs> going to happen because. Things are changing almost day. Well, yeah, almost daily, if not daily. There's two reasons. I guess maybe there's three reasons you want the number one seed. One of them is because of the matchup you get against the number eight. Well, you don't know who that's going to be, so we put this over here because we can't really answer that question. Another reason is so you have home court advantage when one play two in the Western Conference Final. But in what we expect to be a crazy freewheeling playoff, there's no guarantee that either or both teams will be there. And if two's playing three or one's playing three or however it shakes out, then home court won't matter if one of these teams gets eliminated. So we get worked about that. So the other reason to want it is you want them to play well down the stretch. I think that's the overwhelming reason why. Well, they are six and two without Conley and Donovan Mitchell. So they are, despite the frustration of losing that game, and I get that because it was right there for the taking, but despite that frustration, 6-2 and two without those two guys, that's a pretty good stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they got to finish it, though. They do. they got three to go. Yeah, if it ends up being 6-5 and five without those two guys, obviously everyone will be screaming about the four-game losing streak and how could they lose yeah. to the Kings and how could they lose to the Thunder. So I get it's, you know, there's still a big chunk of, you know, to be written here with the rest of the season. Even though it's only you know sixty nine down and three to go, there's still a lot to be written. But and that's what is good. It, what is it really going to matter? I mean, it could matter a lot, but I can't guarantee that. I mean, it could come down to Game Seven between the Jazz and Suns in the Western Finals, and then you'll be really glad if you're the team that has home court in that situation. Mm, you'll be really, really glad if you win in that situation, <laughs> right? I mean, you could be really glad and lose, and then you're not so really glad. <laughs> They're so, thirty-one and four at home. So How do they even your seven? spiel in the Western Conference Final in the seventh game? You're really glad. Well, you don't know that. You got just because you have it in your building. That just only means you have it in your building. It means nothing else beyond that. Uh, because uh, probably we don't know that. But if we're going to be totally hypothetical here, then I could probably say that there's probably a decent chance that probably one of the teams, if not both of them, obviously would have had the one on the other guy's floor. So the mystique of all that would be gone. Unless it went the rare time where you had six games divided evenly with the home team winning all three and three. That happens sometimes for sure. But uh, my guess is, and I'm not going to look it up, but I'm guessing that it's rare that it happens. So for me, finishing one means you had the best team in the league uh, because one most likely gives you best team uh, overall in the league in the West, gives you number one uh, throughout the league. And it means you means these other guys, what Joe Engel said last week, these other guys that you uh, need to count on, you may need to count on, they will have had to play well because at that point I'm assuming Conley and Mitchell don't come back uh, in these next three games. So that means if they've played eight, so they would have played 11 without them. Uh, and if they were to, they would have to win 
a couple more ball games, and you tell me they're six and two without both these guys, so they would be in the uh, what uh, eight win, nine win category without them. That would be pretty good. And and in order to do that, you need these other guys to play well, or and or I should say rather than just or the main guys who are going to play when those two stars come back, they would have to play well, which obviously Bogdanovich has been doing. And Clarkson's been scoring. Now, Joe didn't have a great shooting game, uh, and neither did Niang, but generally, over the course of this time, those guys have played well, so their confidence should be going sky high. But I love this how, you know, we the Clarkson... Uh, let him back, and he's a player and all. We don't talk about his plus-minus was minus 17. We only bring that up when we needed Conley to make the all-star team. <laughs> that that was He had the highest plus-minus in the league. Well, at one point, uh, until Clarkson got hot, his plus-minus was minus 29. I was looking at it. I don't necessarily believe in that stat anyway. But these other guys are going to have to play well. That's what it means to me, that – rather than a hypothetical seventh game that I don't even know that they're going to win, hmm. uh, means to me what I do know is if they get the number one seed, that they played well as a team, and they played well when their starting backcourt went out, which says something to me. What does it say? I mean, it says that they would have had to play well. That's why I want them to have the number one seed, as opposed to some hypothetical game that may or may not happen. If it happens, obviously I want them to have the home court. But even then, I don't know that they're going to win. Uh, I still want it, though. I think it's important. But I think the overriding concern or priority for me is that they will have had play have had to play well. And it all depends, you know. I mean, and I like the fact that there's three games left, and these three games mean something. We have a little bit of a pennant race here because uh, I think it would be awful for the league if the Lakers are in the finals and they finished in seventh place. <laughs> A regular season that already is questionable and the Lakers at seventh, yeah, it would be bonus for the ratings, but for the competitive balance of the regular season? Well, even beyond the competitive balance, just any meaning at all. Right. There, that, the, there would be no competitive balance in the league. That's the whole point. The regular season means absolutely nothing. So why should I pay attention to it? If the Lakers are in the finals, and I know we got a lot of NBA homers around here, but if the Lakers get in the finals, that's another reason to hate the Lakers because I think that's disgusting for the league. They can, Your two stars can sit out a combined more games than you actually played. Because they would be out combined, the two of them, I think, if you add it up, would be more than 72 games. And if they get to the NBA Finals, then the regular season. What did it mean? Yeah, I'll pay attention to it because I have to. But as far as the the competitive nature of it, it doesn't really mean anything. LeBron and AD have played 76 games this year. Now, some of those they've barely played any minutes in. You know, if you get hurt early and you leave the game. Uh, but 76 games played so far, so they've missed a lot of basketball. Out of 144? It will be 144. It's not there Man. yet, but yeah, so it must be 76 out of 138 or 136. And then they'll probably get, well, they got three or four more games, so it'll be and close And AD looks like he's going to yeah. play four, and then LeBron is supposed to be back here. Do they have three right. left or four? I don't know. I don't know, but I think, yeah. you see, they said they come back tonight and all that stuff. It's against the Knicks and blah, blah, blah. They'll pump that game up. Because it's LeBron and it's about stars and driving TV and all that. I understand all that. It's a business. 
and they're in the business of making money and good for them as they should. But for the rest of us, if the Lakers get there, if you need it, and it's not like any of us need another reason to root against the Lakers, but if you needed one more, I think that's There it, it. is. Yeah. All right, we got more people weighing in. Uh, last night, you're happy with the rally. You're mad at the loss. Jeff says, I'm mad at these stats. Gobert, 10 points. Ingles, 5 points. Unacceptable, especially the lack of Ingles shots. I, write, I wrote a lot of this off to fatigue, PK. It's Saturday. They were talking about it, even though they won, which is actually, you know, it's always like your theory on Majerus. If you're going to complain about something, complain after you win. And he would complain about the conference tournament after he won it. I hate this thing. Well, he's not whining. He won it. Uh, Gobert and Ingles, so I wondered how much of that is just uh, the fatigue of all of this. Well, why not Na- Niang then, too? Yeah, I have a hard time with that just because he hasn't played as many minutes this season. I get he's played bigger minutes, and maybe that's done it. You know, he's played bigger minutes. Yeah, but if you uh, played fewer minutes out, in December. Maybe you're not that, in the shape to handle the 24 in a game? Uh, I, I, I just don't know that if you played. F- that that because you played fewer minutes in December, that's going to benefit you in May. I think the fact that you played a lot of minutes in April and May is going to take a toll in May uh, on that. I would have liked to have seen Gobert get more shots. Uh, see if they could find him a little bit more. Joe, you know, he's charged with a lot of responsibility there because he's running around on defense and he's literally the only proven ball handler that they have as far as a playmaker on the offensive end. So it's a little understandable there because he's got to expend so much energy doing so much other stuff. Uh, but I would, but the, the Warriors are really small, and, I, and I'm not a basketball guy, so uh, don't come at me and say, well, what you would have done. I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm paid to second guess, not to coach and draw plays. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him get more opportunities against a smaller uh, offensive uh, or defensive lineup that the Warriors put out there. And then I got to say, Oni for three, I don't want to hear that. Oh, for two from three. And I think that uh, we had someone earlier say people, you know, sagging off him. I mean, Steph Curry, you know, needing to rest and playing, they, they put him on Oni. He, he st- Oni's in the corner and Steph's two steps off him. The floor gets awfully crowded. Yeah, and it just, I don't even like the look of his shot. And it doesn't. I mean, what's going up? You can see. Okay, that's got no chance. Yeah, maybe they can get the rebound. But but my guy Matt Thomas, man, came in and gave him a spark. I like how Quinn went to Matt Thomas. I'm, I'm being serious. Try something, man. They were struggling at that point. They were struggling in the fourth yeah. quarter, and you're like, are you, how many minutes are you going to play these guys? So you get you give one player, one perimeter guy, a chance to sit. And Clarkson played 35 minutes, and Joe played 31. And in the four minutes, hit a shot and hit three or four at the line and gave him five points in four minutes when they were – yeah, I mean, they were really taking yeah. on water there in the third quarter. They needed something to start the fourth. If a you couple look at my, of assists and a board. If you, look at my, that. if you look at my Twitter, I was wondering if, if Quinn was just going to pull everybody and say, this game's lost, which, you know, sounds ridiculous now that they came back. But You're a quitter. I was. And just, <laughs> just save all these guys' legs. They're gassed and try to get them ready to win the home game on Wednesday against Portland. You quitter. Quitter. <laughs> All right, coming up, PK alluded to it. The other question, it got a lot of reaction. The Warriors beat the Jazz again at home. Should they meet up in the playoffs as the 1-8 and seed? What's your level of concern? We will get to that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Warriors reporter Kendra Andrews kind enough to join us. When you look at the playoffs overall, are you excited for what we could be seeing here in the next couple weeks? Oh, absolutely. I mean, last season I covered the Nuggets and I was treated to that incredible seven-game series and duel between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, which I think was one of the best back-and-forth playoff performances we've seen in recent years. This Jazz team is so fun to watch and the Warriors, when they're on and Steph Curry's going, it's also very fun to watch. So that could be an incredible duel. And just throughout the NBA, really, the Western Conference in particular, there's so many good teams and so many fun teams. And I think this season's playoffs is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. When Zero Res comes to your house, the carpets and tile aren't clean. They're Zero Res clean. Just $33 per room. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. All right. The Warriors beat the Jazz again at home since they could meet up in the playoffs as a one and an eight seed. What's your level of concern? Nick says it depends on if we have Conley and Mitchell back. If we have them, Whoa. Jazz in five. If we Whoa. don't, we lose the series. Oh, yeah, well, if you're going to miss both those guys in the postseason, it doesn't really matter who you play in a postseason. It's going to be very difficult. It's not that, but that's not particular to the Warriors. I mean, whoever, if the Jazz finish first or second, whoever is that seventh and eighth place team without your starting backcourt, it's going to be very difficult. I understand that. It's not particular to the Warriors. I believe it would be very difficult no matter who you play if you don't have either or both of those guys ready to go. We got a lot of those responses. Jeff, no concern. Warriors are full strength. We are not. With Conley and Mitchell back, bring them on. Well, they're not. They're they're full of strength for this year. But that guy, Clay Thompson over there, turns out he can shoot it a little bit. Well, Wiseman's a player. He might help. Yeah. Patchell plays a little bit for them. He didn't play. Clifford Ray didn't play. I mean, come on. Clifford Clifford Ray. Ray. (laughs) (laughs) You know about Clifford Ray? I do. Okay, good. Come on. Google him, people. Start throwing out all timers like Yeah, Clifford Ray. <laughs> no idea why I thought of that one right then and there. The Sam Bowie of the seventies? <laughs> Clifford hey, Ray? Hey, you didn't go Chris Mullins, I'll give you credit on that. Well yeah, Chris Mullins, obvious. Hey, no. run TMC isn't walking through that door. <laughs> there you go. Well, of course they'd be running through that door, you dope. Not at their advanced age now. It'd be strolling. Okay. Strolling. Jogging? Yeah, yeah, jogging. Jogging. <laughs> Light jog. Michael says, he goes the other way. We got a lot of people saying no question, no concern, and they're all pointing to the injuries with good reason, obviously. But Michael says, should be high. Steph is the best shooter of all time. He hit one in the fourth. He's on a mission. I definitely wouldn't take him lightly. I'm not taking anybody lightly who's in that eighth spot. I've been saying it for weeks. That eighth spot's going to have some players, either proven commodities like Steph Curry or budding future all-stars like John Morant. You know, name the team. They've, they've all got players. I really believe that. Lakers could fall to eight. You, <laughs> you, get, you get LeBron and AD. I mean, Congrats I, on the one seed. LeBron's a future all-star. 
Well, he probably does have an all-star game in his future, so if that's uh, yeah. trying to thread bold, that he's needle. A, bold he's a guy on the come, and, he, and he's on a mission, too. Yeah, so he's a crusader. If nothing else about LeBron James, he's a crusader. He's a leader of men. Uh, so that uh, yeah, that would be very difficult. It's all going to be difficult. Corey says, the- Corey says better the Warriors than the Lakers in the first round, which sure. is a huge possibility. Okay. Yeah, oh, I would agree with that. Uh, but in the same breath, the Warriors have beaten the Jazz the last two times they've played them in, in San Francisco, have they not? Yep. And they work them on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I just can't get too um, too drawn into the regular season matchups. I mean, I, I do once in a while, but I just think it's clear that with the Warriors and the Clippers, uh, in both these cases, you know, the Jazz won the Clippers series 2-1, to one, and they lost the Warriors series 2-1. to one. But one of those two Jazz wins was against the Clipper team. They, they sat everybody. That, that win doesn't matter in the playoffs. I mean, if they sit everybody in the playoffs, the Jazz are going to win that series. Yeah, but they're not pl- we're not talking about the Clippers. We're talking no, about the but Warriors. I'm just saying that going to these regular season matchups, you can't just say somebody won 2-1 to one if you can dismiss one of the games. Okay, but what I think dis- the Jazz are 1-1. Dis- I think Go the ahead. Jazz are one and one against the Clippers, and I think they're one and one against the Warriors for purposes of using these regular season games. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's still shaky because yeah, somebody may have been back to back. Though for, for the Warriors, I get your point on the Clippers. I agree 100. percent Right. But the Warriors, it's not about who you didn't have necessarily, because. Clark's just not going to go for 41 the next time, and you still lost. Whereas Steph Curry can go for 41. So it's about Curry and his ability to lift a team that is okay at best. He can bring them to another level than that their talent should indicate that they should be at because of his ability. That's what makes me nervous. Whether they won that game or last night. So I get your point. Don't focus on the regular season results. I I agree with you on that. But I'm going beyond that. So, to your point, Steph Curry could do it. I think the odds are against it. I'm 100% on board. Like, the odds are not zero. He's Steph Curry, so the odds are not zero. But if he could lift a team routinely all by himself and do it, then they wouldn't be battling in that 7-8 spot three games over 500. I, I understand that. So I that, think the Jazz will win the series if both teams are full strength. I'm but, not that worried, but I can't slam the door on it because you're right. Whoever is 8 is good, but the Jazz it, are very good. It's not exclusively about winning the series, though. We're already talking about, oh, the Jazz were tired. Yep. So if they get pushed to a seventh game and then have to turn around in less yep. than 48 hours and play game one against whomever, yep. well, if we're going to talk about them being tired last night, well, the same scenario could play out. So you could win the series and still be detrimental to you in a sense. Or if somebody tweaks something, this hamstring thing ain't going away anytime soon. So Ever. that's not the point. They can push you and you could still win it. That's not the exclusive point. It is the point is to win a series, obviously, but there is subplots within that that could affect you in round two. It's fact that could happen. There's a whole list of things that could happen, and that's why we're fired up for the playoffs. That's why we're yeah. fired up for the last three games of the regular season. Because there's a whole list of things that could happen. Some of them seem far less probable than others. But nonetheless, 
They could happen. I think the one thing to watch in this Warrior series and the Jazz series is that both teams count on role players to produce a significant amount. Mm-hmm. And role players, some of them who are young and inexperienced, you know, are they going to be better at home or on the road? I think that's one thing that we can take from the regular season. You know, Niang didn't have a great game, and he just had several good games. Well, he just played five games in a row at home. Yeah. And then they went out on the road. And we've been hearing this since before Niang was born. You know, this isn't just about him. This is about dozens and dozens of role players across the NBA, which is why you want home court advantage as much as possible, and they're striving for one, because a lot of role players, your, your role players are going to play better, and their role players might struggle a little more. You know, they're going to be throwing in all the three-pointers at home or on the road, but probably at home. Yeah. That's when your role guys are probably going to get it going. Agreed. All right, DJ and PK, Alex Brink, Washington State radio football analyst, the Washington State Cougars, ready to play for the Utah State Championship. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us. He's going to join us next spring football tour, see what the Utes and the Cougars and the Aggies are up against in this coming season. Alex is next. Stay with us.